Well, if you've been following along with the back and forth about the Stanley Park Drive, you'll know there is a huge difference of opinion, depending on who you ask, about whether or not the Park Drive should be reopened to traffic the way it was before the traffic calming was brought in for the pandemic, or perhaps moving forward with more measures to restrict traffic. Well, business owners in the park have been very vocal. They want traffic back, saying that not having cars accessing the park has been very bad as they try to reopen. Well, Nigel Malkin is a spokesperson for the Stanley Park stakeholders and joins us now to talk a bit more about this. Nigel, thanks so much for being with us. Good morning. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, You represent several or talking for several of the businesses in the park. As we start to reopen businesses and get things back in some kind of operation, how has it been for businesses in Stanley Park? Well, for most of them, there is no business. Uh, with the uh, Park Drive being closed, uh, certainly the uh, Prospect Point restaurant is completely out of business. It's uh, inaccessible to anyone. Uh, the tea house hasn't bothered, and uh, the aquarium has been closed. And basically, there's just not enough business to justify opening their doors. Uh, do you have any idea how many jobs we're talking about? Uh, I believe the number came up. It was about 870 jobs uh, directly related to the uh, between the aquarium, the restaurants, uh, the horse uh, horse buggy, and and of course there's many, many, many other things as well that would go along with that. But the direct number was eight, 870, I believe. Uh, what are your thoughts on this idea of perhaps moving to a one lane model and keeping one lane, making it a dedicated bike lane, and only reopening one lane to traffic? Well, the first thing is there is already a bike lane that goes around Stanley Park, and it's probably one of the most beautiful bike lanes in the entire world, and it goes along the seawall. There's also a bike lane that goes through the center of the park that goes along the causeway, which is, uh, is there for commuters. So this is unnecessary. One section of the uh, road that we're talking about has a seven-degree climb to it. And unless you are a well-seasoned cyclist or an elite cyclist, you'll never make it up the hill. So this is not for families and kids. It's not to go and make this a green and wonderful initiative. This is to make the Stanley Park a velodrome for extreme cyclists and has no way that uh, any regular cyclist would make that one climb alone. So they'll be walking at the side of the road, pushing their bike up the hill at best. Uh, we heard from, I think it was a bit unexpected and more opinion, not based on science, but Dr. Bonnie Henry uh, put forward her opinion saying that she thought it was a good idea because it encourages people to take transit or to get out and exercise rather than drive. What's your response to her comments on this? Well, if you take transit, you're going to have a higher risk of getting COVID to begin with. Uh, secondly, we need to go and have people getting outside. This is a very non-inclusive thing to go and close down this road because you're going to end up making it so it's more difficult, if not impossible, for families to go and take their children to the aquarium, to get them to the beaches, to get them to the model train, just to get them outside. Uh, Myself, my family, the aquarium was basically something you did on a Sunday or a Saturday. And it was a constant thing. And uh, piling three kids onto a number of buses and everything else just wasn't going to be viable. Uh, there have also been some uh, some debate on this and people saying that they really feel like the park board has taken this on and, and made some decisions and is moving forward without proper public consultation. What are your thoughts on that? 
Well, when you've already ordered two and a half thousand concrete blocks and you already have architectural drawings that remove all the parking from the Prospect Cafe and from um, a number of them from the tea house, uh, I'm going to say they probably overreached their bounds, wouldn't you? It does seem like it's moved very fast. And I think they were given a bit of leeway in the beginning at the beginning of the pandemic when huge decisions were being made. But now I think is when people are looking at this saying, well, wait a minute, we didn't give you carte blanche just to go ahead and make these changes. Absolutely. It's 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 completely reckless. The the park should be for everyone, and it certainly shouldn't be a velodrome for extreme, extreme cyclists. It should be there for everybody. And uh, I know for one that, that even friends of mine who are pretty decent cyclists, they, they would have difficulty going up that one seven-degree grade. So it, it, it makes no sense whatsoever. As it is, Stanley Park has 12 million visitors per year. And you've got to remember that at least half of, the, uh, probably three-quarters of that is in sunny days. So on those sunny days, the, having a single lane going into Stanley Park isn't going to work. I mean, just you could do the numbers. It's not going to work. And there's also big events like the the uh, um, uh, events that go on in Malcolm Bowl and other things that are there where you need a large number of people to get in and out of the park in a in a relatively decent amount of time. And again, how are you going to do it with one lane? And uh, especially if the horse and buggy is in front of you or a tour bus is is uh, explaining the North Shore and Stanley Park and going along at five or ten kilometers an hour. Uh, the, the lineup of traffic with their engines idling, polluting, will be endless. Yeah, it is kind of hard to imagine when we get back to the place where the ghost train and the Christmas train and the Malcolm Bowl concerts and everything is taking place again and the restaurants are open, which we will get back to at some point. It is very difficult to imagine how that could happen with such restrictions on people accessing and getting into the park. Absolutely. And... I'll tell you one thing, rather like every other bike lane that's gone on in the city of Vancouver, you throw those concrete blocks down, they're not going anywhere. And the plan is to have them in sometime around Canada Day. So you've got two weeks to go and talk to people, talk to the parks board, talk to council, uh, talk to your friends and make sure you sign our petition and stop uh, these bike lanes going in. Because the concrete blocks, once they're in, that's the end of the game. Are you con- contemplating any type of legal action or lawsuits by uh, the businesses if this does go ahead? Uh, there's legal action under- being undertaken at this point in time. Uh, I won't say, but we have a very prominent uh, British Columbia former atten- attorney general that will probably be filing papers before the Parks Board meeting today. All right. Well, on that note, we will wait and see uh, what legal action is happening and what uh, what uh, a former attorney general it is. Thank you so much, uh, Nigel, for being with us and for talking with us today. Yes, thank you very much for your time. All right. Nigel Malkin is uh, representing business owners in Stanley Park.